0: Garrett Bush and so many big names it would take me hours to say all of their names
2: the ultimate
3: Cleveland sports
0: show booyah damn right it's booyah yeah there we are It's a Hawaiian shirt. What is it? Thursday. Thursday. I wish you had told us. Thirsty Thursday. Sorry, I forgot to let you know. Yeah, no memo. We're gonna be we're gonna be doing our. Speaking of Thirsty Thursday, we're gonna be doing our fantasy football draft at the Thirsty Parrot in downtown Cleveland. That shirt'll fit. Don't you read your emails? No, not really. I sent an email yesterday. I got six jobs. Did any of you read the email? So Thirsty
1: Parrot. There's gonna be snacks and drinks. They expect us there by two o'clock next yes. Wednesday. Oh, cool! I'll, I'll and, be
0: back by then. And now the important question is: Is uh, WKYC and/or Steve Becker paying for our food? Mmm, that's a, a, gonna, a.
1: Hey, I'll have an answer from Steve in about 30 seconds. By, so well, I and, asked
2: it
0: on the air to kind of put pressure on them
2: to pay? Yeah, for it. yeah. Well, we can just dip out. I mean, and then they're the ones who are going to look bad.
3: Let's face it. It's like, we
2: thought they were taking care of it. Let's I don't know leave. what
0: happened. Yep. I thought, you know, they're they're making the millions of dollars. We're, we're just, just making money. Here. We just
3: put the playbook on, on tape now. so we can't
0: Oh, really. yeah, I guess that's true. Never mind. Well, yeah. All right, guys. Good guest lineup today. Former Buckeye turned uh, politician Anthony Gonzalez, who's dying to not talk politics, I bet. Who yeah. is I it? I bet he'd love to talk football and not politics. Who so isn't these days? It. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to talk football, Buckeyes, Browns, whatever. With Anthony Gonzalez, Aditi king joins us as always. Uh, I should say as always because she's on different days, so I shouldn't say as always, but she's been on with us a lot, obviously. Mm-hmm. And a debut on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show in addition, Anthony Gonzalez, of Booby Gibson. Ah, Booby I got a lot of questions to get to boobies. Yeah, I got a lot, see, times, got a lot by of By the way, boobies. he's doing a top five with us. Before you guys got in, I suggested we do top five Boobies. <laughs> but uh no I was shot down on that one.
2: FCC. Yeah, we're wow. right along. That's not going to work.
0: Anyway, Mikey McNuggets, what do you got to say today? Anything interesting? We got a big show. We got three guests back I just to, said back, to that. back. Where you been? And mm-hmm. I'm
1: excited because we get to talk a little Guardians, a little Cavs, and a little House State and Brown football. So we got it all covered today. Now yes. J- Absolutely. To watch
4: this. Now yep. Jason in that side seat over here. he's he, side-seated. He dressed in all black like the omen. Yeah. Does like anybody? The Omen. What, who? Who, <laughs> who? Who knows that? Any, ball, I, any bar Are you in the Omen? You talking about? Ain't, no, dressed in all black like the Omen. Oh, well, Does I. Does anybody know. know any bars here? Earl, you supposed to know this.
0: Come on! I don't know what that means. I don't know. Uh,
4: not it, getting the it's, reference. It's, it's little. It's little Kim in the oh, Of story. course, oh, it's little, when little Kim. When you say the
0: omen, I think about the, the horror movie from like 40 years Best ago. That's what I was assuming too. Yeah, yeah, this I think it's like, a
3: creepy movie. I think By it's way. more Steve Jobs, personally. I thought it was, I was going for the Grim Reaper. Okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. Go for the Reaper. No the, one man, says you
0: can't be
4: all three. The Man in Black. So you guys yeah. got to go today. This when you're in this seat, in that seat. Yeah. You know how this—it's the cross argument. The That's cross how you argument. A, mm-hmm. All work, right. Figure out. Jason's not a big
0: argument guy. You
2: know. No. No, because I'm always right. Something <laughs> to argue about. I honestly don't recall you raising your voice
0: on this show once.
2: Because I'm did. right.
0: <laughs> once in a while. Once he does. in a while. He yeah. gets frustrated. He raises his voice. Hmm. All right, guys. So uh, ESPN recently compiled – Well, they 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 talked to scouts, coaches, executives, whatever, and all these guys voted on their top ten list of court guy, Man, I'm describing this terribly. <laughs> so they picked a bunch of different quarterback traits. Arm strength, leadership, toughness. Oh, I think there were 10 different things. Mm-hmm. And then they voted a top, you know, top 10 in each of these categories. Deshaun, I think there were a total of what? There was 12 total categories? 12
1: categories, and Deshaun Watson ranked in the top 10 in half of them. Steve, if we take seven in on the of VO them. list, now. There are, see where he ranked.
0: There are some quarterbacks... Okay, there you go. Arm strength, he's 10th. Accuracy, 10th. Field vision, 10th. Scrambling, 8th. Design runs, 8th. Second reaction, 8th. Now, a couple things here. First of all, he didn't play last year. We know he's not going to play for at least 11 games this year. I think that certainly factored into him being lower in some of these things that he would have probably, you know, if you did this list going into last year, he would have been higher on some of these things. Mm -hmm. There are some quarterbacks that were in, I don't know if they were in all 12, but many. Aaron, I, I looked at the list Aaron Rodgers was in probably 10 of these lists. Same with Joe Burrow. Same with Justin Herbert. A couple other guys. Not many. Some guys were not in any. Baker Mayfield was not in any of the top 10s. Of course you look for that one. I, I, of course, she was, <laughs> let me of see. course. sort
1: mm-hmm. I Sort. Oh. I think
0: Baker did mis-
1: <laughs> make other He received mis- votes in four categories. He
0: received votes in four categories, but didn't oh. make the top 10 in any. Oh, Including
1: toughness, by the
0: way. Mm-hmm. By the way, toughness is such a stupid one. How many quarterbacks are not tough? Can you mm. be a starting quarterback in the league? Outside of Carson Wentz, is there any quarterback that's not tough? <laughs>
2: I really am trying to think of one. I, I, I'm having a hard time right now. Who Ooh. hates contact? Sam Bradford. Sam hmm.
4: Bradford's not in the league. It was kind of soft.
2: But are we talking about like tough, like they just go down, like they get injured all the time? And, or are we talking tough, like they're scared of getting hit, so they slide right away?
1: Blaine Gabbert. Josh oh. Rosen.
2: I mean... Yeah. Rosen got a little – he
4: a little skinny. I
1: mean, <laughs> can, I, can I tease something for tomorrow? Two of the four guys you named don't play the league anymore. Mm-hmm. Let me yeah. let me tease one thing for y'all. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. The Josh Rosen game. This is not true or false. This is a statistical dive that our production group came ah. up with that you guys are going to love. We just got to hope that whatever Josina Anderson tweeted yesterday – Yeah is yeah, that was directed a... to our game. She was teasing our game. Thanks. What? For us, By Josina. the way, can, can we mention can that? Can we show
2: that or mention it? Can no. We, sh- I, I, can I, I we got it on the no... tag board, Steve. You can, I, can I, none right of that.
0: I don't know what, like, I love Josina, but keep an eye on how things are going with quarterback Josh Rosen in Cleveland. What involving Josh Rosen could, be, um, could matter at all? They're going poorly. That's what, like, things are going poorly. Right. Right. She put that as if, like, some breaking news is
3: exactly. coming. Exactly. Like, I don't
4: If That's a red herring. That's not, like, she's like, look over there.
2: I, I don't understand what you could possibly be getting. I think even that. if Josh Rosen read that, he's like, what could this possibly be? I mean, even I if blame. I'm getting cut, that happens all the time. Right. It's not worth this. They've already told me, don't get comfortable. Uh huh, right. I don't you have a locker. I here. got all my stuff in the trunk of my car. I know yeah. I'm not staying here. I'm still living in the days in and late. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I actually just Googled how far away the practice facility is <laughs> from here. For, yeah, so
0: it's not going to be great. So, yeah, I don't know what that was. But getting back to this, I mean, Bring up the, the Watson rankings, guys. Um, are you surprised he's not higher on some of these lists? I mean, he's do you a, not care? No, I, I, uh, I, think, I, don't, I don't even think it
4: has to really to do with Watson per se not playing last year. I just think it's a bunch of quarterbacks. Like, I can think of 10 quarterbacks that might have a stronger arm than him. I can think of possibly 10 quarterbacks with accuracy field vision. I yeah. mean, scrambling is eight, but if you just off the top of your head Think about people with strong arms. Aaron Rodgers, you know, got one. Justin Herbert, you know, one got one. Josh Allen's arm is crazy. Uh, you, it's, all, it's the same list of quarterbacks in the AFC, right? Matt Stafford's arm is strong. So right.
0: I, 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 I think that's a legitimate. Yeah, I think he's affected guys by the fact that he hasn't played.
3: What are your thoughts before I take this? Before I totally derail this? Well, <laughs> these rankings just make my eyes roll in the back of my head. All right, sometimes. you're taking my take, but go on. Well, I just, I, I it's good like bar fodder, I guess. Yeah. If you're Sitting around with your buddies, but who
0: cares? Uh, right. Well, who I get, th- I get. In general, I agree with you on these lists, Jason. I think this one is interesting only because it kind of looks at the individual traits. And I think it, it, it shows you when guys pop up in a lot of these, that's why they're good quarterbacks mm-hmm. because they're really strong in a lot of different parts. You know, we think about a quarterback and we just think sometimes, well, you don't think about some of these little things that go into making a good quarterback. And that's why I've always said, what is Baker's strength? Right. And I don't think he has any, but go ahead. Oh, like, First of all, it's... I
2: agree that it would be interesting but it's almost impossible to quantify that I'd like to see the methodology sure, what right, is it right. based Absolutely. upon you that's know like well,
3: are we putting a radar gun up on arm strength and see, like right and toughness
2: are we doing are we at the like this one is are we talking to them and asking like what would you do if you were walking down a dark alley like how do you quantify how tough someone is that's fair but then the other and the other thing is I know why we have to talk about this and I get it people like to hear about this stuff this is what you know it's it's about Watson that's popular right now it's about the Browns we're on a sports show this is something that's happening so I get it this is the The first one of these, though, and under normal circumstances, I, I wouldn't even mind this this much. But this one really depressed me to think about just based upon I'm like, what is that's we're not gonna see him for we're not gonna see him until. What, December. December? 3rd- December. And 4th. so, re- doing these ones, if he were our starting quarterback on day one, I'd probably be more engaged in this. I'd be like, you know, actually, I think Aaron Rodgers is not this. T-. You know, I could get into that. But right now, I'm just like, this is so depressing, talking about this quarterback and his skills. Well, our starting quarterback's not on there anywhere, notice. Did Jacoby bre- uh, break anything? Or Jacoby break did the-
1: not receive a single vote. Not a
2: single vote. And we're, So, we're <laughs> talking about This is so depressing. We're talking about this dude. This failed, yeah. like this flawed dude it's uncomfortable to talk about it to begin with. We're like, yeah, but he's gonna be might be pretty good according to this study for, you know, in
3: week <laughs> thirteen. Where did, it's awful. I, I don't wanna put anyone on the spot. Where did Jimmy G rank? Did he get
0: votes on any of these? Oh, good question.
3: I will look give me thirty I, seconds. We oh, all think yeah. so. And I don't really care Just either curious. way. Just, I
0: don't think he was – maybe he was in one of the the 12 lists. I, don't, I looked at this. How many, How far did they rank? I, didn't, I don't care about they this. They rank one for right. ten. It's just the top ten. And then they okay. give you the
2: list of others receiving others votes. Receiving the votes. other one I'd like to look at the – other, the other reason that I would like to see this thing that was given to us to, to look at and I did not look at beforehand – I am so sorry, Mike. <laughs> I was up so late. But listen, the, the other is Alexia's, did like one quarterback, somebody who's like on the fence, just sneak into like one category? So that would... Jimmy Garoppolo yes. did. It would... Okay, I good. He
1: uh, got Jimmy it to Garoppolo one, right? received the vote in mechanics. Best hair. Oh, what well, is it? only
2: received the vote. Only received vote in the vote in mechanics. mechanics. Oh, mechanics. Okay, well, at least, see, that makes it somewhat li- a little more a legitimate. Yeah. yeah, there you go. No, but that... Uh, so. I wanted to see like if anybody else just got into one category, yeah. or if it's just like I'm every, on it. So is,
4: is there? So, so I would guess that there is there something called it like intangibles, because this is where you fit your favorite player in if he does, he's not very good. Right. Right. Got to intangibles. Got uh-huh. intangibles. Yeah,
0: which is a total bogus. Can't thing really quantify it. You yep. Just feel it. You know it. By the way, I'm going to sidebar this conversation into something that may be a little more interesting to debate for five minutes before Anthony Gonzalez comes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, this started with a conversation, so I'm in a group chat with these guys who I've been playing fantasy football with for 25 years, very nerdy stuff, um, and it's Keeper League, we have contracts, it's crazy. Anyway, some one of the guys in the league said, oh, I think the Washington Commanders are going to go 8-9 this year. And I said, are you high right now? They <laughs> suck. Carson Wentz is shot, he's a terrible quarterback, mm-hmm. he's blah, blah, blah. I, I think he's like permanently scarred mentally, Carson Wentz, which I don't mean to make fun of, but I... Anyway, I get- so... Somebody brought up in this chat group and said, "Who has a better year this year, Carson Wentz with Washington or Baker Mayfield with Carolina?" And hmm. I said, hmm, "That's an interesting question. Yeah, so is. I'm going to pose it to you all for a quick answer." That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Baker think, Mayfield in Carolina or Carson Wentz in Washington, who has a better year?
2: Uh, I think you're look, t- we're t- let's take injury off the table for this. Can we agree, just for this, for the sake of this? What are we agreeing on? Taking injury off the table, Pret- yes. L- pretending they Assuming play a full season. They, they both play 17 games. I think you're right. I think it's Baker because I think he's I think he's probably mentally damaged just in a little better way, in a different way, like in like a spiteful way that's going to move him forward. He's Cleveland damaged. Yes, he's Cleveland damaged. (laughs) He's like, I just broke up with my ex. I'm going to go get in shape real hard damage, and I'm going to be better than I ever was before. I don't know how long it'll last. I don't know how long uh, I can keep it going, but for the next uh, few months, I can be the best me I can be. Yeah. And I think that can carry him through. But I think you're right. I
3: think Wentz is – I think he's dinged up up here. I think S- you're right. Sometimes that works against Baker. We've seen that. Can mm-hmm. I show you yes, the back does. of the Packers game? Yes, it does. Right, absolutely. But, but I tend to agree I think he'll have a better year than, than
2: And Carson even if it Wentz. doesn't work out, I'm still taking – I, I think him uh, half messed up is still better probably than Wentz. Sure. Than Wentz a, full I'm, messed full up. Full I'm gonna messed take, up. I'm going to take the opposite.
4: you going Carson Wentz? I'm going to go Carson Wentz just because I think Carson Wentz has – a much better defense and and, and although chase young is the key to that defense and he's not completely healthy and, and montez sweat was hurt most of last year too they, True. i like their yeah. defensive line and he got terry McLaurin is a monster he's a beast like he's i, I didn't expect him but to D. be J. that good uh dj
0: Moore is, good, Moore good is pretty good yeah. uh
4: and you you do got you you do have mccaffrey this is very close i wouldn't be surprised if they did win eight games in washington see carson Wentz will do something for you carson Wentz had his team ready to go to the playoffs And just just, choked. Just choked against Mm -hmm. the Jaguars. So they both have those things where you can be like, wow, they're really playing very well right now. And then two games later, you're like, what happened? So I I think it's close, but I would take Carson Wentz just because I think he has the better receiver. I think they might. uh, And and I got a little more faith in their coaching staff than I do with with, with the
0: Panthers. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit. Yeah, I I think it's very close. I agree with that. I, I think it's very close, but in the end, I would actually lean towards Baker. I think Baker is better than Carson Wentz. I think Baker is much tougher than Carson Wentz. Mm -hmm. I think Carson Wentz is the softest quarterback in the NFL. Um, I think he has completely lost confidence. And he – Baker's not good under pressure. We all know that. Mm -hmm. He's bad. Carson Wentz is even worse. Uh, He panics, completely panics under pressure.
3: He made a couple throws last year of like, oh, my God. Yeah, like some of the worst throws you've ever seen. They were
0: Manziel-like. I think talent-wise – I actually think both of those teams have decent talent, not great talent, but decent talent. They both have pretty good defenses. I agree Washington's better, but Carolina's is good. Mm -hmm. Um, Both teams have big question marks at offensive line. Carolina's got a better running back, obviously, but McCaffrey always gets hurt. McLaurin's better than any of the backs on Carolina, but I think Carolina's receiving core as a whole is better than Washington. Uh, I don't like either coach. I I think Ron Rivera is a good team leader guy. I think he's an awful X's and O's coach. He's going to misuse their running backs. Uh, and I, I don't think either I don't trust either organization or either coach. So I think neither team will have success, but I think Baker will be better. Go ahead, Mikey. I
1: want oh, to give Mike a shout-out yeah. to our research team. Oh, there good. are two quarterbacks. Who is have,
0: in the research team, by the way?
5: Me, Anthony, and Earl. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
2: All right. Wow. yeah well, the, the brain guys. trust back there. Yeah.
1: Mike Polk asked, is there any quarterback that yeah. came in the top ten and a random that the dude. only one? Yeah. And the answer's two. Oh, yeah. wow. Same category. Mm-hmm. Malik Willis of the Titans oh, yeah. and Trey Lance of the 49ers came scrambling. in the top ten in scrambling. Yeah. scrambling. Did not Malik Willis hasn't taken anything up.
0: That is really dumb. They're just guessing they
1: that love, he they might scramble. It. It's not
2: like Trey
0: Lance has taken many snaps. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: And, guys, this was a great conversation, but yeah. without further ado, we have our first ever U.S. Anthony Congressman Gonzalez. joining the show Woo! here, is Anthony Gonzalez.
0: Hey. But for, there the sake he is. Of, for the sake of Anthony and for the sake of all of us, too, we are not talking politics. We're talking football with Anthony Gonzalez. <laughs> I'm sure you're happy about Nobody wants to talk politics, right? We want to talk football.
6: <laughs> I certainly don't. So. <laughs> <laughs> but... I'm, I'm very happy with this <laughs> that,
0: that there's no there's no good to that side okay Andy great to see you thank you for joining us we really appreciate it uh, when you I mean obviously you played you had a great career both in college and pro when when this time of the year comes around and camp is going and preseason games are starting the regular season's right around the corner the regular season starts two weeks from today do you start getting that feeling still in your tummy like it's time to go play football or is that gone now?
6: I don't think that ever leaves. Honestly. Um, it's so funny. You say that like it, it happens at the same time every Mm -hmm. year, my sleep changes, my attitude changes a little, I start to get excited. I I like call myself down. You're not going to camp buddy. Like your, your time is, (laughs) your time is done. Um, but, uh, but I, I still get super jazzed up and, and excited and, uh, just, totally enthused about about uh, football season pro mm-hmm. college high school. It's, it's my favorite time of yeah, year. There's no, no better doubt. time in oh. in Ohio than than the fall.
4: You know, Anthony, you played at St. Nation's, but I don't know if people notice you had a brother that played at St. Nation's, So I went to camp McKinley and um, we played against your brother Joe and he was like the fastest dude I've seen. It was it was scary fast. Like he would just and he would glide and it didn't look like he was moving fast, but he was running past all our secondary who happened to be on the track team. Let me ask you this question: Who is actually faster in their heyday, you or your brother? Do you have any sibling rivalry with <laughs> speed? Because you were pretty fast yourself, right?
6: Yeah, no sibling rivalry. I mean, I, you know, honestly, I'll, it's a cop out. We never raced, so who the heck knows? But, um, <laughs> but you know, you mentioned you mentioned those games, and honestly, like as a kid, those McKinley Ignatius games, specifically the ones that you and my brother played in were some of the best football games I've ever seen in my life and frankly were an inspiration as I thought about, you know, what I wanted for my own career uh, and, and just the excitement of, of high school football. I mean, those games, you'd pack in 20, 30,000 people at those things for a mm-hmm. high school football game. People don't realize how unique that is. Most parts of the country are lucky to get 2000 people at a, at a high school football yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, those were, those were just amazing games. So good.
0: We had Coach Kyle in here recently, and we I, at least I had never met him in person before. What a great interview that was. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was so much fun. He was awesome. And it's a, his memory, after all these years and all these games he's coached, of not only the players that played for him, but the players that have played against him, is mind-blowing. And after meeting him, it's no surprise how great a coach he is. What are, what are your memories of Coach?
6: Oh, I love Coach Kyle. I mean, it's it was such a joy and privilege to get to play for him. I still talk to him, not as often as I'd like, certainly, but but still see him and catch up with him. And, and frankly, you know, just appreciate his wisdom. Uh, he's such a funny guy. You know, the one thing, everybody knows him as this great football coach, and he absolutely is, uh, but he was a great track coach. He's a hilarious teacher. He's got all the enthusiasm in the world. Um, and, you know, I, I told him this, and I believe it, you know, people like that, their their impact is it's almost immortal because, you know, the lessons that I'm going to teach my kids and that you know, I hope my kids pass on to their own children. Those are lessons you learn from people like Coach Kyle uh, and, and Jim Tressel and, and Tony Dungy or all people I've been fortunate enough to, to play for. Um, but, you know, when when you're that type of person who's sort of an institution unto himself, uh, your impact far outlives you. Uh, and and permeates so much of, of the people that you've come in contact with. So I, I am blessed beyond words uh to have spent some some of my formative years uh with Coach Kyle.
3: Now, Anthony, I, I'm more familiar with you I think than everybody else up here. I don't know if you remember, I covered you at Ohio State. I was an Ohio State beat writer for the Lorraine Morning Journal. I was at your house. Don't be thirsty. Talk to don't your parents be <laughs> with the Congress. That's embarrassing. <laughs> no, but I but I was thinking about this driving in Fellow Avon Laker, I was thinking about this driving in. Weren't you a big Michigan fan growing up? And wasn't oh, yeah. your wasn't your dad like really? Was he in Les Miles' wedding, or they were good friends, or there was something there? I was trying to remember this morning coming into the studio what the story was behind that.
6: Yeah, still best friends. Um, Les, you know, growing up, Les was like an uncle to me more than a you know than a friend of my dad's. Um, and to your point, my dad played at Michigan. He played for Bo. Les was his roommate. Uh, they're still best friends. Les's parents both worked for my dad um, when when he started his, his steel company. Um, and so, you know, I grew up a huge Michigan fan. Um, you know, two things sort of got in the way of that. Uh, one was, you know, Jim Trestle came to Ohio State and you know, he's he's just an amazing person and, and I, I read well with him. Second was I went up to Ann Arbor for one of these junior days, I went with my mom and they completely ignored me, I mean, just completely ignored me, and yeah. uh, and thought I was, they thought I was a kicker, actually, um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, so the, uh, you know, God bless kickers, but I'm no kicker, so, um, <laughs> so they, uh, so they, they said something like, you know, you do, you know, you, you, you're you on the kicking and punting, I said, well, I return kicks and punts, they go, really, a kicker and a punter, and you return, I said, well, oh, no, I'm wow. a receiver and a wow. DB, um, so, you know knowing knowing what i know as a parent now and how that must have made my mother feel i mean she must have been mortified um so we left after like you know 45 minutes and meanwhile by the way they were all over these are good players but they were all over you know prescott burgess um mm. darius highly not to you what you know that some of these guys i'm like i've played against these guys like do y'all do y'all watch any film um so you know it was it was uh it was sort of a, a slap in the face, and uh, the very next week, we went to Ohio State, and um, and Trestle couldn't have been nicer. I mean, just couldn't have been better, and so uh, we, we then, you know, after many months of thinking through it, uh, ultimately, I decided to go to Ohio State, and it couldn't have made a better decision.
3: Now, Michigan ripped through about 15 coaches in 15 years, so who was so incompetent? No, who was the coach at the time that they didn't even know who you were?
6: Call them out. That was that was Lloyd Carr staff. I'll give him a little oh, bit. Wow. So the guy who was recruiting me uh, was a guy named Stan Parrish, and mm. and he was great. Um, yeah. He had just left to take a different job, uh, and whoever they had brought in to replace him probably just wasn't up to speed yet. Wow. Um, and uh, I mean, we were yeah, we were we were very much ignored um, in that whole process. But uh, but it was kind of funny. Here's sort of a funny story. So like before all that, um, you know my. Uh, uh, Maslin has this thing. I think they still do it. It's like a touchdown club event where the the MVP for each visiting team gets invited to a breakfast or a dinner. Um, it's right after the season. It's in, and co- uh Coach Trustino invites him. And my dad, you know, hey, look, if he says anything, he you know wants to offer a scholarship, just tell him thanks, but no thanks. Um, <laughs> you know, you're 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 going to you know you're going to go to Michigan, and I'm like, all right, you know, I can. I can do that, um, and so you know, Coach Tressel comes up and he reached out. You know, I'm Jim Tressel, and and uh, I'm I'm excited that uh, we're going to be offering you a scholarship. And I look at him and I say, Coach, I'd be honored to play for you. Oh, <laughs> and wow. So I, I totally, I totally botched the line. I, I went back up to him later. I said, I actually. I gotta, I gotta actually think about this thing, uh, and then you know, then those junior days happened, and, and it became obvious what the right thing to do was.
2: Congressman, I understand you probably got an opinion on paying college athletes pretty wrapped up in all of that throughout your lifetime. What do you think of the NIL, and how do you think the NCAA handled it?
6: So, I have been working on NIL legislation for you know the last two years. I, I think NIL, properly done, is is appropriate. Um, it, it's never made sense to me why why college athletes can't capitalize on their name, image, and likeness. I mean, everybody else in this country, um, you know, even it, it, members of Congress can write books and do all kinds of things. Like, I, it just, it strikes me that for, forbidding um, uh, college athletes from from NIL doesn't make sense. Having said that, the way that it's been implemented and the way that it's been rolled out, um, I don't believe is going particularly well. Um, you know, I think these collectives are, are sort of goofy and and really polluting the system where you've got sort of groups of boosters around the country banding together and becoming like de facto GMs Mm -hmm. uh, for these, these schools. I just think that makes no sense at all. Um, So, you know, having some, some clearer guardrails around what's appropriate and what isn't in the terms of recruiting and and inducements to transfer, I think would be appropriate. Um, But, but NIL as just like a general concept, uh, I've been for that since I was at Ohio state. I'm I'm for it today. I, I just, I can't think of a, a rational reason why we would prevent an 18-year-old kid who you know, we all know most of these kids don't come from healthy families, um, you know, to prevent them from capitalizing on that has never made any sense to me. It, uh, ki- it still doesn't.
3: It kind of feels like the wild, wild west right now, though. That's how I've kind of compared it. Yeah, it, there's no, really, absolutely. It's kind of nuts right now.
6: Yeah, no, the implementation has been bad. Um, there's, there's no doubt about that. I mean, I, I, I look at what's going on and I see how it's evolved, and it's just like, you know, I, I think if the NCAA had, had gotten in front of this and, and uh, you know, not been essentially forced into it by California and some other states adopting these laws, I think it, it would be conducted a lot more thoughtfully. Um, and frankly, I'm Congress um, trying to figure out a way to. Uh, you know, I, I, nothing will pass by the time I leave. I'm leaving at the end of the year, but, um, but to hopefully, see Congress or somebody step up and say, "Hey, look, you know, we need deals here and just to system." Because to your point, it's wild west. Uh, it's actually part of the problem with that is it hurts the athletes because you know there's no transparency with respect to what are these deals, what cut does an agent get, how are the terms, what are the payments? Tr- mm-hmm. You know, so you hear these, you know, so and so sign an eight million dollar deal. That might be complete garbage. It might be 50% going to an agent and it's filled with a whole bunch of incentives where, you know, 8 million, all of a sudden looks like, you know, 10 grand or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you just have no idea um, because there's no, there's no transparency and there's, there's really no rules. Um, and so that's, that's what needs to get cleaned up. Um, but the, the general concept of, you know, can an athlete use name, image, and likeness? I, I think the answer is, is yes for me.
0: And the reason ultimately it's such a mess is because, as you said, the NCAA and the schools were refusing to budge on this and they had their hands forced. And they should years ago, this should have been they should have come up with a good way. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. But I, I, go ahead.
6: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, look like the it wasn't until California passed their law and a couple other states and then the Supreme Court ruled against them about a year ago now um, where they, they basically said, all right, we're done we'd you know, right. sort of open the floodgates. We're, 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 tapping out. We're tired of getting sued here. Yeah. Um, and, um, and that's why I think we're in the position that we are. So, you know, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of change has happened in the last couple of years. And I think a lot of change is coming. Um, and you know, the hope is that you can do it in a way that protects the system. Cause the college sports system is unbelievable uh, and not just, not just football, right? Like my, my wife was a college swimmer. Um, you know, and I always talk about NIL in these contexts too. My wife was a college swimmer at Stanford University, which is a great university, one of the most expensive places in the world to live. Mm-hmm. Um, most of those answer, uh, most of those athletes not on full scholarship. She couldn't even teach swim lessons, so you know, what do you, what are you, wow. you going to do? You know, you can't teach swim lessons, so that you're going to be ineligible if you teach a twenty dollar an hour swim class, so that you don't have to take out a bunch of debt. Yeah. Um. And so that never made sense. So, you know, I I think you say, okay, let's rationalize these rules and get in front of this. Um, But when you wait for Congress or the court to come in and solve your problem, they're probably not going to solve it in a way that you're particularly happy about. And I think that's what's happened.
0: Uh, Something you were not particularly happy about was the Buckeyes losing a rare loss in recent years to Michigan last year. What was your reaction and what do you expect the Buckeyes to do to that team up north this year.
6: Yeah, that was a tough one. You know, I got all these people like, well, isn't it good for the rivalry? I'm like, absolutely not. What do I care about? <laughs> yeah. I want to win every single year. Um, I don't want to have good for the rivalry. Like, It's good for the rivalry when we beat them. Um, so, uh, so, in any event, at least that's my view. But, um, but you, you know, I, I think uh, Ohio State, you know the, the rankings are, are awfully high. I think uh, they got a great offense for sure. You know the defense is, has got to show up and and certainly stop the run uh, better than they did last year. But um, I know they're excited, and I, I know that they've had some turnover on the coaching staff. Um, and uh, you know, coach days is as, as good as it gets. We're we're very lucky to have them. So I'm excited for the Buckeyes. I you know I don't I'm not in the prediction business, but uh, but I'm I, I look at that team and see the team as. As talented as any that I, I certainly played on, um, and, uh, and I think it'll be a fun year for him.
4: You know, Anthony. Right now, it seems like Ohio State has always had good running backs. They've always pounded the ball back in the day. Um, they have the 96 running backs named Wells. All of them was pretty good. Uh, you yeah. know, and then I think right now Ohio State. If you ask people. They're known for this explosion of talent at a, re- a receiver, Alave and, and uh, Garrett Wilson and Jackson Smith and Jigba, and just throwing the ball everywhere. Um, but I will say that your team, when Jim Trestle was here, was the team that actually kind of started that movement. You had you, you had Brian Hartline, you had Rabisky, um, and a couple older guys like uh, Teddy Ginn and then uh, uh, San Antonio Holmes. Um, Do you think that coach Tressel kind of started this thing because he started doing more innovative things? He started going five wide more receivers on the field um, back in 0607.
6: Yeah, you know, that was definitely true. But even before that, you know, you had Mike Jenkins who was there when I got there as a freshman. He was a first-round pick and when I would look at Historic Ohio State teams, I would think about Terry Glenn and David Boston and Kenyon Rambo, you know, Ohio Mm -hmm. State's always had some great wide receivers. Um, and, you know, with Hartline now running the room, he's as good a recruiter as there is in this country. Um, and, and we are very lucky uh, for, for him to be pulling in as much talent as he is because, you know, you lose two first-rounders, but we've got at least one first-rounder on that roster, and we probably have another two or three uh, if you look at the, the full receiver depth chart. Uh, and so the the beat goes on and, and the tradition thrives, uh, and that's, that's going to be great for Ohio State. Uh, and it's as a former receiver, you know, I, I love the offense running the ball, but I like seeing them throw it, um, and, uh, and I'm excited for, for them. And, and I, one, one guy in particular who just on a personal level, Marvin Harrison Jr., you know, I played with his father. Yeah. Marv Jr. was like five years old when I first met him, running around wow. our indoor facility. Um, and so to see him there uh, and see him grow up has been so fun, uh, but also as a reminder of how old I'm getting. Um, but, uh, but they're, uh, they're going to be in, in good hands for as long as heartlines there. and, And he's, he's bringing in that talent,
3: clear something up for us because that 06 title game against Florida, the rumor was Ted Ginn was like the feature player in the entire package. And then Roy Hall sprained his ankle or tore up his ankle on that return when he brought him down in celebration. Is that true? Was Teddy like the focal point of that game plan?
6: Yeah, that rumor's true. Teddy was going to play quarterback. He, he had a, We had a package for him at quarterback. We had a package for him at running back. And obviously, he was going to be a receiver. Uh, and then he goes and returns the opening kickoff for a touchdown uh, on an awesome play. Just classic Teddy Ginn. He's running like a deer. Everybody else looks like they're stuck in mud. Um, but, uh, yeah, unfortunately, you know, that ankle sprains. And, and there was no he – he tried to go back out. You know, I think he came out for maybe two more series. But it was obvious he just it just wasn't going to hold up. Um, what, what was, was the quarterback he package? He was going to be such a big part.
3: What was the quarterback package?
6: Uh, they were going to, so they were going to have him. Now let me see if I can remember this correctly. He was it was going to be like a wildcat, and I think Troy was going to um, split out wide and then motion back into the backfield, and we had some some read option stuff, uh, and then some like you know now what would be called RPOs, but like back then RPOs weren't a thing. Um, yeah you know, he was gonna do some RPO type stuff uh, and and really put them in a bind because it's just something we had never shown on on film. Um, and then when he went out I'll never forget this when he was finally declared out of the game which I think it was like the third series and uh, Daryl Hazel who was our receiver coach uh, pulled us down and he said all right guys, Here's what we're gonna do now. like. One in on the boy. We're we're basically playing now, um, and uh, and that was like, you, unfortunately you saw result how, how that all turned out. Mm-hmm.
2: Congressman, you, as you said, uh, you'll be leaving Congress in January. Uh, have you considered getting back into coaching at all? And even if not, if or if so, what kind of lessons did you take from your time in Congress that you think would help you out when you're if you were coaching?
6: Um. So in terms of getting back into sports, I, I don't know that I'll get into coaching, but I, 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 one thing I have learned about myself is I just love sports in particular, the game of football, but I love all sports. Um, I really do. I, I just, I don't know something about them. It's like, you can throw on anything. And if there's two people competing, I'm just going to enjoy it. Um, doesn't matter what it is. So, um, you know, I, I could see myself doing that. I haven't really put a ton of thought into it, but you know, we'll, we'll definitely explore that, um, as we get closer to the end. Uh, and then in terms of lessons, you know, honestly, my goal was to bring lessons that I learned in the locker room into Congress around how to work together, how to solve problems, get things done, uh, and and chase really big, meaty goals as a group. Um, those are things you learn in the locker room better than any other place I've been, uh, and, and Congress just doesn't work that way. Mm. Um, so I wanted to bring lessons from my life to Congress I don't know that there's a ton of lessons to bring from congress back to to the real world Um, other than you know try to behave like an adult and don't you know act like a crazy person which is unfortunately how a lot of folks are in my profession but
5: um but but uh
6: but sad sad but true but um you know there's there there are some things you can bring out for sure i mean there's there's you know pushing through adversity and even though you know you're at odds with with your opponent quote unquote um finding ways to be productive with them and, and find win-wins and things like that um so that those lessons will will persist and they'll stay um but admittedly i, I think football has more to teach congress than the other way around
0: 100 percent. by the way speaking of congress we just saw i don't know if you can he see it mike yeah, he can just be able to see
1: that.
6: Okay. I can see we, it.
0: Yeah, we just played the video of you hitting an, what I believe was an inside the park home run. With no explanation whatsoever while you were giving, advice, <laughs> while you were giving a very sincere sports. response. I, I know, like but was... I was going to bring it up with him, and then you could have played the video. But here we go. Here's the – I mean, you're still running – you're talking about your old now. I think you're – Well, oh, this is not the – is this the inside the park home yeah, run? Yeah, it is. Yeah, there's the inside. I mean, you're moving right there. Yeah, nope, you didn't pull a <laughs> hamstring. You didn't pull a quad. It was all good? Uh –
6: False. I did pull a hamstring. Um, (laughs) God, I could say I I have not run that hard since I left football. Uh, And as soon as I hit it, so like right here, I hit the ball. Oh, no, now you're showing me pop out. Well, don't but, show it. Uh, pop out. No, it
1: was, <coughs> bloop single. Oh, Blooped in for a second. So the, next, the next play well, is another replay in. of the home run. By the way, Congressman,
6: okay. it's coming up again. Yeah, very, very generous bloop single. That's an error, <laughs> but, uh, but in any event, <laughs> as as soon as as soon as I hit it, yeah, you know, like your dinosaur brain kicks in, and I'm like, you got to score. Like you just got to score. <laughs> you hit it. You hit, it you hit it. hard. Like you hit it hard enough to just run. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so. I made it through but yeah, yeah the very next inning a a ground ball I play center field on the team they hit a ground ball to me I went for it and I pulled, pulled both hamstrings and I'm like you're an idiot oh, <laughs> you're, you pulled both funny. the Gary Baxter <laughs> I'm out of shape I don't even I don't even work out anymore
7: <laughs> it's uh
6: yeah, I oh, mean that was man. it was fun though. I'll tell you what, it was fun. But, yeah, but it yeah, looks no, like that's... you have
0: some baseball experience because you were you were loading up right when you swing and you ran the bases like a like you knew what you were doing there. I mean, how much baseball experience did you have as a kid?
6: Not much. I stopped oh, wow. playing in sixth grade. Um oh, wow. But you know that, that baseball team. I swear, to you, I'm not even joking. They have more practices for that baseball team than we did for any NFL training camp <laughs> I was ever a part of. Ridiculous. So, after, did you,
2: did you after feel the, did you feel bad at all playing against all these kids who were just on like speech and debate and, <laughs> and model UN in high school? You got there playing against Jerry Nadler. That's can't. That's not a com- competition, is
6: it? Not at all. It's like, hey, put your put your foot on the throat. Come on now, let's go. We'll keep the score. We gotta win. So, I don't know. Whoever was no, playing. it uh it was yeah. fun. Yeah, whoever was playing first restful. I don't
0: know who was playing for the Democrats, but <laughs> whoever was playing first base for the Democrats looks like a big guy. I don't know who that is, but he looked like a big dude. Like he looked like an athlete, that guy. I don't Maybe not. But.
6: So well, there's another pro so Colin Allred played for the Titans. He's a Democrat. Yeah. Um he's better at baseball than me, but he uh he was their uh, center fielder. Uh, he's a big dude. He was a linebacker, played at Baylor. Yeah. Good guy. Um but uh yeah, the Democrat, you know, just like Generally speaking, Democrats tend to be younger in terms of the members. Yeah. So they have got a slight – historically have had an edge in that game, but uh, we beat them the last two years. So yeah. that's been good.
0: All right, good for you. <laughs> so we, we appreciate you yeah. taking the time so much. Thanks for spending the time Ooh. with us. It was great. We'd love to have you back again. Thank you. Congressman Anthony Gonzalez. Yeah, hey, thanks, guys. Co- hey, Congressman. Congressman, thank you, very much yeah. for, uh, thank you very
2: much for representing Ohio very well. And just so you know, we're very proud of you. And thank you for your time in Congress. Yep.
6: Yeah. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank for care. having me. There you go. Representative so, yeah. Anthony Gonzalez.
0: Great to have him on with us. I told you he was yeah. a great talker. Yeah, he
3: is. Yeah, he really really was a great interview. He was terrific at Ohio yeah, State. I, had, I, I terrific. think we might
0: have had him on years ago on the radio show, yeah. before he was a congressman. But I don't know. There's been so yeah. many interviews over the years, it's hard to keep track of everything. Yeah, but, he's uh, terrific. No, he's a good dude. Yeah, it was great to talk with him. Mikey McNuggets, what do you got? Well,
1: Aditi went to get some water, so let's fill time for forty-five seconds until Aditi comes <laughs> back in your camera
0: shot. I, I need some water too. That's all right. Uh, that, isn't that funny? Doesn't that basically sum up Congress that they spent more time practicing for yeah. that game I than actually, football training camp? See,
2: I'm such like a nerd in both worlds that I want to see the breakdown of both lineups, and yeah. I want to see who who was playing where. Mm. I want to know, you know. I want all those details. Are they? Is it? Is it actually just the Congress people playing, or can you have like interns play or anything? That's senators, what I no know. senators. So yeah, that's I'd be curious. I want but I that'd be a fun like fantasy type game for somebody yeah. like a real sicky like yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, I'd be like yeah. yeah. I can see no,
0: that bad bet next year. Well, well, I'm holding back, back on Congress so many game. snide comments about know, some so of the. I know so much. Oh yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was just tucking like, them in. Like, so I swallowed my but, tongue. Yeah. Ten Behave, minutes gentlemen. Anthony be Gonzalez did the right thing when called upon. So yes, kudos to him for that. He did. I got a question right, yes. for
1: Jason real quick while we're still waiting on Aditi. She, her must be going to the well outside to get what she, she literally <laughs> said. I'm getting what back in one sec. That was five minutes ago. Aditi's back. Wait, she's laughing. She's laughing. But I do have a question for Jason before we let Aditi finish setting up. You know what? Screw it. I'll ask you later. We got Aditi. She's got
3: a. A big <laughs> cup of water. <laughs> hydrated. Hey, bro, that's a big. <laughs> my that's, hair's a
8: mess, but that, I did get my big glass of water. Wow, yeah. Oh,
3: very good. Bro, that's a gallon. That's a cooler. Oh, <laughs> oh, we don't have an
0: NHL team, so you keep, I know, but it's still their color.
8: Oh, my
0: for the Penguins, aren't they?
8: Uh, oh, no. come on now. Well, send me a cup. Oh, all right. wait. Can I show you guys the best picture ever?
0: Sure.
2: I'd like
3: to
1: see a that. that.
3: Aditi, if
8: yeah, you text well, it to me, we'll throw it on tag board. I want to know if Jason Lloyd,
3: yeah, Uh-oh.
8: brought home a oh,
3: oh, do you? Do you? Oh, that's I forgot you took that. Yeah, Can you that's see that? I'm, yeah. I'm with the DD son. Racism? No, but what are you doing at Brown's training you. camp? It's a puppy.
2: And, oh, it's a puppy. I yeah, it was tell. a puppy. That's what they're doing to distract people at Brown's training <laughs> oh, camp. They got
3: every,
4: every day, they'd be <laughs> out there. they got uh, the They uh, got
3: the adoption. Yeah, no, they have like, yeah, the
2: puppies.
8: program, guys. This is this great program. It's the Puppy Pound, and for six years now, they've been adopting puppies. Maybe even seven years, they've been adopting puppies at yeah. training camp. Uh-huh. And so this started back when I was at the NFL Network. I sat in the puppy pound for the first time in 2016, mm-hmm. and it was sort of this running joke: "Are you ever bringing a puppy home to your son?" So I brought my son to camp on a day that Jason was there, and um, Nico and he wanted to bring the puppy home, but he was afraid to hold it. He wouldn't right? Hold
3: it. He wouldn't hold the, the puppy. That- we tried everything, and I, Nico yeah. would not it, hold
0: the puppy. So you home. haven't brought a puppy home though.
8: No, we didn't because he said the puppies smelled and I said, yes, yeah, puppies do tend to smell and he was afraid the puppy was going to pee on him. And I said, uh, yes, babies and puppies, they do occasionally pee on you. Very logical. But that one, yeah. that puppy Oreo, I should actually yeah. text it to Mikey so he can put it up properly. Yeah. But that puppy was just in love with Jason. He was like a whole snuggling him. Uh, I, I almost sure brought the puppy because home. Jason smells like
3: food. Yeah. He probably smells like french fries, yeah. <laughs> I almost wound up bringing that puppy hole. Oh, I sent a picture of my wife. But he was
8: so serene, right? Yeah, like he yeah. was, just, he was See snuggled that, up well, with you as happy as could be. That
2: is a great program that I was unaware of. And I think that's really cool. And it's just, a, uh, it always baffles me, the Browns like marketing stuff because they do something so well. Yeah. Like That's such a great yeah. program. And then they also come up with a slogan like, Play like a brown. Yeah. Which,
0: you remember or, that slogan? Remember the hard land one? Hard land. Like, so, awful.
3: They must have different people there working yeah, in the different hard, areas. Or screwing up the, the dog pound banner and having it in the wrong yes. order. The browns are
0: really a feast or famine organization. It's 100%. Half the people working there are like brilliant. Yeah. The other half are morons. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. I'd say we're more starving though than yeah, satisfied that's true. overall. Uh, by the way, so Aditi came to, uh, Aditi and her family came to my house for dinner with my family. Yes. We had a great time. I took her we went for dinner we had dinner at our I house.
3: ten minutes away. My family's never been invited over. <laughs> we'll invite huh? you over. We'll she
0: lives over. one state over.
3: Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I, see, I
0: see where I rank. But, and then and then we went out for ice cream at Mitchell's after. I've never gone did, to didn't ice, get cream any ice cream. Bull. She
8: didn't get any ice cream. Everybody else had ice cream. Oh my yeah. gosh, I ate both of my kids' leftovers. Uh, that's because true. That's fair. So bull yeah bull gets a cone that's like as big as my head. Yeah. Yeah. Shocking.
0: You know, shocking, shocking right? Yeah, they call that the bull.
8: All this ice cream in it. And Bull's son, by the way, Aaron, who is just like the nicest, nicest, nicest little young boy and young man. And he gave my son football cards that Nico is now obsessed with. And uh, unfortunately, Adam, like I don't spend enough money. Now I have to spend more money on (laughs) football cards because Aaron introduced him to them. But anyway, Bull gets this massive ice cream cone. Aaron, who's this, you know nine year old, gets like all this ice cream. I insist that my kids get only the junior cups. <laughs> they get the junior cups, and neither of them finish their junior cups. I knew right. I was going to be eating their leftovers. That's true. You did. My husband did get a mega, mega, mega peanut butter milkshake though, and he sucked right. down every last drop of that. It's
0: delicious. But the reason I brought it up is because yeah. uh, we have a dog. Did your I can't right. remember. Like, did your son? his son interacted with the dog? A little... Actually, you were sitting with my. You and your daughter were sitting with my wife in the den, and my dog kind of snuggled up with you guys a little bit.
8: Yeah, my daughter was actually much better at petting your dog and really excited to be. Nico likes the idea of a dog. Yes. But I think that, like, the actual reality of the dog, and it was crazy because in the Puppy Pound, Jason could tell you this, he kept saying, can we adopt this puppy? Can we take this puppy home? Can we take this puppy home? I'm like, we're not taking a puppy home if you won't even hold it. Right. (laughs) You know, in the car on the way home. It's like, but mommy, if we brought a puppy home, we would give it baths, right? So, like, <laughs> right. it would smell right?
0: it just Dogs get yeah. smelly. you got to yeah. give them a lot of baths. When I, when, I, when I
4: was growing up, we couldn't even go in the grocery store. <laughs> and you better not ask for that, not, let alone get in the dog. Uh-huh. A, a living Seriously, creature? G, let me tell you.
0: Oh, my God. I have to warn my son. Every time I take him to the grocery store, I'm like, don't ask for anything. Don't ask for anything. I will
8: get you well, some things. You know, don't like, ask for anything. It's funny that you bring this up because this is actually revealing from the TMI department. This is a major point of marital discord in our house because I think that, I mean, neither my husband nor I grew up the way that we live. Neither of us were, my husband's father very sadly died when he was two years old. My parents were, you know, immigrants that worked, 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 worked. And so we played with cardboard boxes, but we now have the ability to buy our kids all these things that come in cardboard boxes and by right. the way they just still play with the cardboard boxes mm, yes and i get so angry that every single time they go to the store they think that they're getting something exactly. and that every single time my husband runs to walmart or target the kids come home with something
7: mm-hmm. and
8: just the other day matt said to me he's like you know i really have a hard time saying no to them and i said to. get over
4: yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was, I like, know. He was, he was like, "Hold on, bro. let me show you how to do this." Kids, come down here. Hey, no, uh,
8: <laughs> we didn't ask for anything. Mom. It's not good to
0: know. <laughs> it's it's
3: not. not good
7: to
8: swim. No, gee, they are always asking for something. Yeah. Yeah. To, I mean, to, to for your something.
3: point, we just had this conversation because my kids are on the swim team, and we went to a Guardians game Saturday night, and the seats were like, you know, upper deck. And we're talking about we're going to the game. And they're like, "Oh, are we sitting behind the plate like we usually do?" It's like, yes. "No." They said, "Oh, are we in that suite because they sat in, like the Matt colleague suites, the really nice suites?" Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Games. Are we sitting in the suites? I'm like, "No, you're sitting where I sat when I was a kid. You're going to the upper deck and you're gonna like it." It's like they live so much differently than what we did. Like, just getting yeah, a one off. game a
8: year I was such a huge say. deal right my kid stays in these like five-star resorts <laughs> i was at a days in or a motel six <laughs> motel six even exist anymore a howard We'd johnson days we Inn in an oh, Lodge the were New my days favorite days hotels days as,
3: as
0: a kid that's where we stay yeah. on a vacation days yeah. in an Lodge. i went to one vacation in 15 <laughs> years as a kid one it's one. unbelievable but you know what
8: like yeah. this does bring it back i think that perspective it's funny i'll, I'll give you a football story so cali brownson as you know the browns assistant wide receivers coach and Kevin Stefanski's chief of staff was just the head coach of the women's national team at the international American football federation, whatever the whole name of that is. But she just, she won a gold medal twice overseas as a player. She's the first female head coach. She coached this team to a gold medal and she came home like a week and a half ago and we were talking about, and I said, okay, so what was like the biggest takeaway from the experience? How are you a different coach now? having done that and she said the biggest difference was that in the nfl you just get so used to having things handed to you taking things for granted Mm -hmm. and these women literally paid $3,500 each just to have the ability to compete in this Mm -hmm. world championship and she said it just reminds you like people who love the game so much that they'll sacrifice the opportunity play and you come back and everything's sort of handed to you and you are enabled to believe that, you know, anything can be given to you and whatever, it's your birthright. She said, it just changes perspective. And so I said to my husband, actually, I need to start getting Nico back to like a soup kitchen or volunteering at a homeless shelter. So he sees the kids that don't have every single Lego that was ever made on the planet, and right. that's what will I think ultimately bring it back. It's not just saying no; it's actually recognizing how fortunate you really are, and that there are people that would love to switch places with you. Aditi,
2: there was a um, question that I wanted to ask you on Tuesday that we didn't have time for, and I was wondering about when you were on the sidelines. You got you probably I imagine you have to be able to get a vibe for what. Is going on with the players and how they're feeling and and whatnot. I mean, with all the Deshaun situation going on, the uncertainty of quarterback, there's just a kind of a weird pall on the team. I want to know if that's coming through on the sidelines and if people, if they seem friendly or they seem chipper, they seem upbeat or is is there sort of like some uncertainty down there?
8: You know, it's so weird to say this, but there truly isn't. And in fact, I made that point a week ago that Kevin Stefanski loves to say, control what you can control. And Kevin Stefanski is as level as can be. Every day is basically the same. And let me tell you, Jacoby Brissett is the same. (laughs) And I very specifically asked, was he any different last week when he finally kind of got the team and took the majority of the first team reps in? Everybody knew that he's the starter for at least 11 weeks. And... Kevin Stefanski said, no, nope, he's the same. I asked Jacoby Brissett about it. He said, I have to be the same. Like, I've been in so many situations, and I really think that this team knew it was coming and has really just bought into that mentality. And I'll tell you, I was there all week. I was there that the, the day the settlement came in. I was there the day after. I was there for the joint practices with the Eagles.
0: I look like ten. I think Adidi froze. I
8: don't think, like you talk about a pa- a poll over the team. I don't think the team internally really feels that way.
2: Really, that's, truly. That that's really something. I, I you know the quarterback's the lead leader of the team. Do you see them
8: rallying behind Jacoby Brissett? I mean, I do, and I think that it's really. I, I, I think in this situation, credit also goes to Deshaun in the sense that the two of them have been very. Sure, Deshaun is the one that took everybody to the Bahamas, right? Yes, he is going to be the starting quarterback for the foreseeable future whenever it is that he's back. But something as simple as when the two of them are on the sideline and a defensive player has a great play, they go over together to high five the player. And I was watching Deshaun very carefully. He's very careful not to step in front of Jacoby Brissett. Like they were always in line with each other Hmm. when they're congratulating people coming off the field. I think one time I saw Deshaun get to somebody first was Josh Dobbs after that crazy touchdown when his shirt was ripped this past week. And Hmm. just, you know, everybody was laughing. It was sort of that moment. But otherwise, I think that I don't want to say Deshaun is deferring, but I think that they are tr- kind of trying to be co-leaders because that's what is called for at this moment. And Deshaun knows he's not going to be around the team starting August 30th for a good two months or a month and a half, whatever the math works out to be. Yeah. Aditi, at we least were... in the building, you yeah, know? Right.
0: Aditi, we, were, uh, we were talking about this before the show, um, and we're going to get to this conversation later. We were talking – because Miles Garrett, you know, he's a very confident guy, as we all know. And when we talk about the NFL top 100, he says he should be number one on the list. Um, Now, I don't even think he's number one on the Browns because if I were – now, again, obviously quarterback is more important than pass rusher or running back. But if you said to me personally, who is the best player on the Browns, my answer would be Nick Chubb. Uh, I would have Miles 2. I would have Deshaun Watson 3. I would have Betonio 4, Kareem Hunt 5, Denzel Ward 6. And then probably Wyatt Teller and Amari Cooper, seven and eight. I don't know. You don't need to go that deep. But what do you think? Who is, again, yeah, I know Deshaun did Watson. Did we
8: have this conversation? Did we have this conversation?
0: Off the air, on the air? We did?
8: Maybe I know, a while I ago. Don't know, we weren't Doug, all at
0: dinner with you guys.
8: Maybe. <laughs> maybe. It was over ice cream. cream. Because right. I'll, I'll bring Nico back into this. We yeah. were on a trip. Um, we had gone to Hershey Park and we're driving home, which is, you know, three and a half hours or so, and we're in the car. And Nico asks us while his sister is sleeping, can you tell me the best player on every team? Mm -hmm. And so Matt and I were running through every team. And, you know, some we disagreed on, like the Steelers, Matt and I disagreed. The Browns. What did you guys say? Wait a second. What did you guys say? Well, Matt said for the Steelers, TJ Watt, and I said Cam Hayward.
0: Oh, you're right. (laughs) Thank
7: you. (laughs) Right. But well, in yeah. any case, yeah, when it ahead. came
8: to the Browns, Matt and I both simultaneously said Nick Chubb. And so we both agreed that the best player in our minds was Nick Chubb on that team. And then after the fact, I had to think, oh, it's weird. I didn't think of Miles Garrett, but right. it really was Nick Chubb that came to mind first.
5: Here's why I think and
8: Nick I, Chubb. I do ahead. agree with you. And we didn't have like a heavy discussion about it. I guess if yeah. I'd have to think about it right now. Um, I don't know. The pass rusher does affect every play. You know, I love defense. I think defense drives games for sure. But I also think a running back like Nick Chubb is just spectacular and special in so many ways, can do so many different things for you. I've, you know, it's very, very hard to see him contained, much less held down or stopped. I mean, I think that the toughest sledding I've seen him go through the last however many years was that game against the Steelers last year that 15-10 game right. where the Steelers absolutely sold out to stop the run and Chubb was coming off injury anyway you know other than that it's just he's so heady he's so good he's so hard to stop it's almost like the only time he's beatable is when he's not on the field You know, like, and you have heard me scream how many times last year when there's two minutes left in the half or the game, just put more, put Nick Chubb in, you know, I don't care if the two minute offense is the Kareem Hunt offense. I don't, I don't disagree with you. I don't, I might quibble with you as you get further down the list a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know that I'm putting Kareem Hunt ahead of Denzel Ward. I don't know that I'm doing that.
0: Somebody, uh, Mm. I just think statistically Kareem Hunt is not as productive in Cleveland because he's a you know, the number two running back. But the thing with me, ultimately, that, that separates, because I think Miles Garrett and Nick Chubb are both elite at their jobs. They're both in that yes. elite class. yes. The difference is, I think Nick, Ch- and obviously there's more stats for a running back than there is for a pass rusher, but sure. I believe that Nick Chubb is more, con- like even the greatest player, even Tom Brady doesn't play at an elite level every single game. So there are some games where even the best player ever doesn't play great. I right. think Nick Chubb is more consistently elite than Miles Garrett is. That's why I have him ahead.
8: I think that I would agree with you on that one. And then you also think about impact on a game. Definitely. I mean, Nick Chubb, if he gets 20 carries and he is controlling the clock and he is moving the offense and he is churning out those yards and he also does have an ability to be a game breaker, you know, he can change the game with one play. Right. Let's go back to that Bengals game last year, right? It was Denzel Ward with that huge pick six. And then, of course, it was that massive Nick Chubb run. I mean, those sorts of plays change a game. And Miles Garrett occasionally does that. Occasionally, right? There's a sack fumble, maybe touchdown. You know, like occasionally there's a sack that ends a drive. But I just think, to your point, Nick Chubb does that more consistently.
4: Yeah. Um, You know, I don't agree. You (laughs) You agree? No, you got Miles ahead of uh, Nick Chubb. Miles Garrett, to me, is honestly, if you look at it, he might be the best defensive player that's already ever played for the Browns. Mm -hmm. Already, like he's going to break the sack record this year for the Browns. Right, but
7: that
0: doesn't.
2: I don't disagree, but I think that
0: makes him better now.
7: Right?
8: Yeah, but do you think Aaron Donald is better than Miles Garrett?
2: Yes. You,
8: and Definitely. Nobody's yes, better than no, wait, no. You Thanks. also
2: remember our, our best receivers of Browns history list, yeah, too. There, it good. doesn't always mean something just because he's the best one at, at Hang that on. position. Exactly. You said, so, so
3: you think Miles Garrett's better than Nick Chubb? Yes. But you also said Nick Chubb is better than Emmett Smith.
4: On on raw skills, yes, I do.
3: Yeah, Aditi, I, I want wa- you to hear this. On, on, raw, on, on raw G said that, <laughs> that on Nick Milley, Chubb Matthew, is better than the greatest. He, running back oh, by no, no, yardage, no, yardage in the history of the game. And, and mathematically, and Nick that Nick also
2: better. means that he thinks that Miles Garrett is, is a better football player than Emmitt Smith as well.
4: No, no. Emmitt, yeah. Smith, Emmitt Smith physically is not the most gifted running back, right? right. Emmitt Smith had a great offensive line, a great team, and he had longevity. You, you, can't, you can't coach that longevity counts for something. Mm-hmm. However, if you, if you line Emmitt Smith up and you line Nick Chubb up and you said, all right, which one of those... Uh, p- people have more agility who's faster who breaks more tackles all these different things it'd be you'd be hard-pressed to find one trait that you would say Emma Smith has over Nick Chubb now does that mean that he's just overall uh, according to the pantheon of time better than Emmitt Smith no he got to prove it and he got to do it but if you ask me physically I would take Nick Chubb now now when you talk about Miles Garrett for me I think the reason why I would say this now, I love Nick Chubb because I just said he's better than Ms. Smith. Mm-hmm. Now, when when you talk about the effectiveness of a play, right? You Miles Garrett has the ability to affect the game in multiple ways. He can, he can get in people. He's an underrated run stopper. He gets he already has lead in, in, in sacks. So you say, look at seven, sixteen sacks. He also has 17, 18. You know, these are just tackles for loss uh, above and beyond that. Right. So my thing is, if you have Miles Garrett and you say, who's going to be more pivotal in, and if the Browns
0: can make the playoffs, which one would be more important?
4: Well, if but by, by that has, question,
0: Deshaun Watson when he plays would be number one. Well, but I, I I, think I, I don't, I wasn't looking at it that way. Oh, that well, okay. So first if, if Miles Garrett has a crazy for eleven games and he
4: has twelve sacks in those 11, mm-hmm. 13 sacks. That's going to that's going to impact everything. Yeah. Nick Chubb, yes, he's going to impact it, but you still have Kareem Hummer and some other things. I think it's very close, but I would take I would take the defensive end because I think a defensive yeah. end is more impactful than a running back. Not necessarily the fact that Nick Chubb is a, a good, great player. I was taking
0: the positional importance out of it for me. Okay. That's why. Okay, I, That makes sense. But I mean, honestly, with all of us, we're splitting hairs. Yeah. Very, who's, very, who's better between Nick Chubb and, and uh, Miles Garrett?
8: Well, yeah, I mean, it's just like the, you know, T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward. Some teams, it's very obvious who the best player is. And others, I think, to your point, you are just splitting hairs in some ways. But Joe isn't it- Burrow I-
0: or oh. Jamar Chase? Oh. <laughs> what?
8: <laughs> That's- well, you have That's- to take Burrow. Burrow makes everybody better.
0: No, but if we're taking positional importance out of it, is Joe Burrow a better quarterback than Jamar Chase as a wide receiver? Uh. Jamar
1: Chase is a top-six receiver. Joe Burrow is a top-seven quarterback. You're literally splitting. Okay.
8: Here's the thing. Here's the thing, guys, though. This is what the magic of football is. To yeah. G's point about Emmett Smith and everything that he played around, played everyone that he played with and the offense that he played in. How much does that add to who he is? You know, like no when doubt. you were talking about Emmett Smith, I'm sitting there thinking about Le'Veon Bell. For a period of time, for about mm. five years, Le'Veon Bell was considered one of the top, what, two or three running backs in the no NFL. Doubt. But how much of that was because he was behind a veteran, mature, seasoned, offensive line that was arguably one of the top two lines in the nfl that knew how to block for his style how much of that was antonio brown the best receiver on the planet was drawing double and triple teams how much of that was ben roethlisberger a future hall of fame quarterback having this amazing chemistry with antonio brown and then also juju smith schuster and then also for a period of time martavis bryan and everything that was going on i mean levy yes he sat out a year and he got a little heavier but he goes to the jets and he's not even average He's Not below average. So yeah. is Leviat really that great a running back? Or was he in the most amazing situation for five years that we thought he was a top three running back? Now, Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase is a top 10 receiver. Sure, regardless. But how much has Jamar Chase helped by the fact that he's playing with a guy that he's already put five years in with, that he's yeah. been repping with? five years that he's got unbelievable chemistry with how much is jamar chase helped by t higgins out there who arguably is the number one receiver on his own remember jamar chase went quiet for a good chunk of time last year defenses started playing him a little bit differently he couldn't make do all of a sudden t higgins has a string of hundred yard games and oh by the way tyler boyd had caught more passes in a row than anybody else in the nfl out of the slot last year there was a period of time last year it was probably like november ish All three of those receivers had 60-something catches. And I remember talking about this with Bengals offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan, and he said that was the thing that he was most proud of, is that Joe Burrow wasn't just feeding Jamar Chase. He was actually feeding the open man. All three of them had the same number of receptions. Even though, of course, Chase had more targets, it was still the way that Burrow sees the field, the way that Burrow diagnoses who's open, the way Burrow can look guys open. So... I don't think Jamar Chase playing with Ben Roethlisberger last year puts up the same numbers and is the same receiver. No, I think he's... it really matters who he's playing with, and so I'd argue, and I'd also argue, that Joe Burrow made everybody better.
0: I do agree, but Joe, if they, didn't, if they had drafted Penne Sewell instead of Jamar Chase, I don't think the Bengals' offense would have been as good either.
8: I mean, yeah, that's a fair point because yeah. the Bengals' offensive line was horrific, and right. still this offense did what it did.
0: Yeah I, I, we had like, the in the
2: Ravens, Lamar Jackson, clearly the best guy. We Sorry, have, a, go ahead. We have a, another enormous yeah. Browns preseason game coming up, and we're going to get to see <laughs> Jacoby <laughs> Brissett for the first time. Uh, any predictions yep, yep. as far as what we might see from him, and what are you going to be looking for out, out of him in particular?
8: Well, I think that they'll do their best to keep him safe. Right. I think Mm -hmm. that him being out there is more about the game operation, about having the headset helmet on on having the plays sent in on managing the huddle. We know that the Bears are playing their starters for a full half and that they'll be going full go. So I think that you'll probably see more ball control, more, you know, sort of steadiness, making sure that everything is clean Mm -hmm. as opposed to. Let's light it up. I mean, but everybody wants to score. You feel good on that. So, I don't know. I actually do have to jump because we have our production meeting shortly, and I'll mm. probably learn a little bit more there. Or at least oh, I nice. hope we learn a little bit more. We're talking to Jacoby Brissett and Amari Cooper. Nice. Oh,
0: nice. Aditi, have a great weekend. Yeah. We will talk to you soon. We'll talk Thanks. to you next week. Thank you, Aditi. Yeah.
8: Yes. Make sure Bye. you watch and any feedback you have or any tips you have for my last preseason sideline. I'm taking you
2: know. notes. That's I'm taking notes, way. Aditi. All right, ISO- well, send
8: them to me in real time so I yeah. can fix it. we we'll You know, do. Like, just like the Surface tablet. I want to fix it for the next drive. All over it. it. All right. I did right, text a duty right, one hi.
1: note, and she never got back to me during the first game, though, so mm. be careful. <laughs> she, she, just threw that, she just threw that out right now. Yeah, she I wasn't talk about the first was, game.
8: I can't remember. I vaguely remember what it was. I vaguely remember what it was. Remind me, what was it?
1: Is John Doss' voice real? Which we turned out it is. So, let me bring that up real quick before you go. Let her go.
8: She's
3: got to (laughs) go. Got
8: to go? Can I talk No, it's actually the meeting's 1215, so it's okay. Okay.
0: Do you guys know John Doss at all? I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So, before I met John, I was like, I said the same thing as Mike. I was like, there's no way that guy's got a real voice. That's one of the, he's putting on like a fake voice. And then I met him in person, and I was like taken aback. Like, that's actually how he talks. So, for those who don't know... And Aditi knows John, he's got the most bizarre, I mean, bizarre in a good way, but like bizarre voices you've ever heard. Yeah, but you
8: know what's funny, Bull, is that, Adam, a lot of people like your voice. And Matt, my husband, when we drove away from your house, made the point of saying he's got such a great voice. He's got such a great voice. Yeah.
0: I do a but boy, My voice doesn't sound fake. Like, his voice sounds like he's putting it on. What's so great about Bull's voice? Right. It's just that New York. I've got bah, a bah,
4: sexy bah, voice, bah, Jason. I've
0: got
5: a high like, voice. Oh, Nobody wants to hear sounds like a Rottweiler. <laughs> Bye, Dee Thanks, Dee. I know.
2: You'd be yeah. great in, as a Bye. voice in a Disney movie. <laughs>